What is up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Third Eye Unblind. My name is Danielle, but in the witchy realm, I go by the Shadow Priestess. And just to start off with a couple of announcements or updates, I don't know. <laughs> I just wanted to thank you guys for the support that I got in my DMs on Instagram. I'm really happy that I get people thinking with the topics that I talk about on this podcast because really that's what I want to do. Like I just want to form community and spread awareness and I want to teach people what I know. You guys already know what I'm here for. Um, so yeah, thank you for all the people who reached out and let me know your thoughts. I I feel like that's probably the part that I enjoy the most about this process is just hearing what you guys think. So yeah, thanks. Also, I am especially happy about tomorrow, Saturday, February 20th, because Mercury is finally going direct. It has been in retrograde for about a month, and as you all know, I'm a Virgo, so it definitely impacts me when, you know, we have these, you know, retrogrades, and they happen multiple times a year, so this one didn't kick my ass as much as past Mercury retrogrades, but um, I felt it. I definitely felt it. But um, yeah, just like let me know if you guys felt this retrograde and if you guys do anything in particular to survive the retrogrades. I know that you definitely have to be more mindful, slower to act, quicker to think, um, just be grounded. But if you guys have any other little tips and tricks about how to make it through Mercury retrograde and not go insane, I would love to hear your thoughts. Also, I would love to welcome Pisces season. The sun went into Pisces yesterday, the 18th. So if you have a birthday coming up during the zodiac season, uh, just let me know so I can give you a little shout out um, on my Instagram stories. I think that's a new thing that I'm going to do. Also, I guess this is a great segue into... Um, my new segment that I'm going to be adding to this podcast starting today, and it's going to be called My Random Thoughts on Random Things. <laughs> so I've been feeling like I am such a Virgo, <laughs> and these podcasts are so highly informational, and sometimes they can just be so packed with information, and I need to have a little bit of fun, and I kind of need to just like let you guys see all the different sides of me. So yes, starting right now, we will be transitioning into the new segment called My Random Thoughts on Random Things. On this week's segment of My Random Thoughts on Random Things, I am going to be reclaiming the word Actually, you know what? Disclaimer before I say this. If you have any small children around who you don't like to hear, um, you know, foul language, I suggest that you either turn the volume down, put in some headphones, send them out the room, whatever you got to do, because yeah. <laughs> All right. So anyways, I'm going to be reclaiming the word bitch. And you know why? Because I feel like Obviously, we all know where it comes from. We know that it's always been used as a derogatory term to 
either highlight a woman who is, you know, essentially stepping into her power and sticking up for herself and all of a sudden, you know, people want to call her a bitch or it's used to emasculate men, you know, for acting in a, you know, particularly quote unquote emotional way or something like that. Like, you know, people have used the word bitch to say like, oh, you're too emotional or you are acting like a woman. So anyways, we all know that there have been derogatory sexist connotations to this word, but I, and you know, people have tried to reclaim it. You know, women have definitely reclaimed it and, and, and used it in everyday language. And, you know, even, you know, me and some of my friends, like, we'll just be like, bitch, okay, you know, something like that. But I personally would like to change the meaning altogether, just specifically for, um, like the, just within this environment, um, like a witchy environment. So yeah, I guess I should tell you guys what I want to change the meaning to. I decided to shorten the words or to meld the words together, baby and witch. Baby plus witch equals bitch. Boom. Like, just like that, it becomes a term of empowerment. It becomes a term of endearment. It becomes a compliment, a stamp of approval. It is like a rite of passage. It's validating. It's uplifting. So you're a bitch. I'm a bitch. We're all bitches. Okay? And that concludes this segment on my random thoughts on random things. Okay, so now that we have wrapped that new segment up, I actually kind of want to leave the entire episode at that because like, what? (laughs) But I'm not, but I'm not, but I'm not. Because I promised you guys a surprise, which you will, which you will see at the end or hear at the end of this podcast. So just stay tuned. Um, But yeah, I told you guys that I was going to teach you guys how to release trauma bonds and possibly twin flame relationships in a healthy way. So I think that we all know why we would want to release a trauma bond because obviously it is not healthy. It's a relationship that thrives off of one person Um, having power over another person and thus it comes at these bonds come at the dispense of one person losing their personal power so you might be wondering still how you would know if you had uh, experienced a trauma bond or if you are currently experiencing one so if you continue to feel fixated on a person who hurt you and is no longer in your life, that's one way you might be able to identify a trauma bond because you're still craving that contact with someone who has abused you, which is a trauma bond. Um, You can also 
tend to revolve your life around people who you know are taking advantage of you or exploiting you. So let's say you are living on a salary where you're living paycheck to paycheck and you literally don't have anything extra to put in savings and you have a partner who has a habit, maybe a drinking habit, um, and this person is always asking you for money and guilt-tripping you into extra money that you don't have and now you're late on your own bills, yeah, if you continue to revolve your life around that person who you know is taking advantage of you because they know that you won't say no, that's another way you might be able to tell um, because that is you surrendering your power um, to that person. So let's see, what else? When you're desperate to be understood or validated by people who have shown and displayed that they don't care about your well-being, that can be another thing. And maybe when you might go great lengths to continue to help somebody or consider people in your life who have gone out of their way to not consider you, these are all different ways that you can generally get a sense on, you know, if this is a relationship that's based on a power dynamic and thrives off of a power dynamic. So anywhere that really you're you're giving up your power um, to someone and they they are thriving off of that and they are, you know, exploiting that. So I think we all understand why it is so, so, so important for us to be able to release these bonds because that just comes from, from a place of lack, for, for one. Two, it comes from a place of self-loathing almost because we are looking for validation from subconsciously. You might not be saying to yourself, I need validation from this person every single day. And so I am going to deny myself basic human rights and my basic human needs for this person. It's, it's not as obvious as that. A lot of this is a subconscious battle. But anyways, yeah. So I am not a licensed therapist. Disclaimer. <laughs> so my advice to you if you are in this kind of bond is to cease contact don't let them contact you um, at all uh, because you don't want to surrender any more power to these people. And the more that they are able to contact you, the more power they have and the more um, opportunity they have to emotionally manipulate you. And actually, I got some of these tips from Dr. Romani on YouTube. So if you would like to, then please check her out. And also, you want to get therapy. Um, the reason why I don't want to give too many tips is because this is definitely a, like, like the trauma bond in and of itself is a natural sort of relationship, even though there are spiritual implications that come from these relationships, it is very highly studied in like the psychological industry. And so I kind of want 
a therapist like Dr. Romney on YouTube to tell you guys more about it. But the twin flame connection now, um, that is a highly spiritual karmic relationship um, that has more spiritual um, implications. So I also, I kind of just like want to give this topic its due diligence. So yeah, twin flames. You're probably like wondering like if it's so spiritual and if it's supposed to be this karmic loving relationship, then why on earth would I want to release my twin flame? So for one, I will say that there is a cycle that twin flames usually go through and they are typically in and out of your life because these relationships are very triggering. So it's said that your twin flame basically has your soul because it's one soul from a past life that is split into two in this life. So you have half of the soul, the other person has the other half, and so it can feel like you are looking at all of your baggage and wounds in the face and having to deal with them. So that's why they can be so triggering. So when you meet them too early and you are not a whole person, you do not wholly love yourself, you can't be ready to face them. So if you are in this state of mind where you are not ready to face your twin flame, then the relationship actually ends up creating shadows instead of healing them. So twin flames can either attract and blow up and get super toxic or they can attract and repel. So that's this coming and going, chasing and catching type of pattern. So to release this twin flame, and this is post you like actually having the conversation that like, I need to spend time away from you. You know, you, you're the only person who can put that conversation into words. So I'm not going to talk about the actual conversation, like how you say goodbye, but I want to tell you guys about how you approach healing after you have been separated from your twin flame because you ultimately want them to come back into your life. So yeah, I like to say that there are three things that you need to do after you let them go is you need to recognize, you need to reflect, and you need to rebuild. So recognizing is so imperative to the healing process because a lot of us don't even really know what kind of relationship, you know, we've actually encountered. Um, All we know is that some of our needs weren't met and we didn't feel good and we didn't feel comfortable. And so we split away from that person. But a lot of people don't take the time to actually reflect on, you know, what even was that? What kind of relationship was that? So actually, this leads me into a question that I have, and I want to throw this out there in hopes that someone will reach out and help me through this because I have had the most interesting relationship with my sister. So 
yeah, it's just like really weird. I've never had a kind of like push and pull super attractive but also repellent type of relationship with anybody but my sister and a few of my close friends know that our relationship has kind of been a point of tension for me and not necessarily in a bad way but we definitely had a lot of tension in our relationship growing up and as we got older all of a sudden like we are just it's almost like we're a power couple (laughs) you know what I mean like we build each other up now and we've mended a lot of things together we can have conversations from a very from a calmer state of mind than we did when we were kids and it's crazy so like me and my sister used to like blow up at each other so I have always felt like Everything that I wanted to be and everything that I felt like I was inadequate with, my sister was perfect at. You know what I'm saying? So she's incredibly eloquent and she is always so sure of herself. She knows what she's talking about. Like people fear her. Like people do not argue with my sister because you will lose. You know what I'm saying? And she's always just been this firehouse. And it's so funny because I feel like a little peon standing next to her talking to her. But turns out she feels the same way about me. And so that definitely is indicative of a twin flame relationship. Like you're looking all of your wounds in the face. And then that relationship kind of teaches you to love unconditionally yourself through those wounds so I don't really know um can can twin flame relationships be platonic I've always heard people on the internet talking about uh twin flames being you know only romantic like they only refer to twin flames as a romantic relationship can it be a totally Like, does it have to be a heterosexual relationship? Like, how many different types of twin flames can we see? (laughs) You know, like, how many exist? What what is it? Like, what's happening? But anyways, that's the only question about twin flames I have. Like, it's crazy, even. Like, me and my sister's charts mirror each other. And I always thought we were so, so, so different. And we're just, we're actually not. Like, she's a Cancer son, and I'm a Virgo son. So that's, like, one difference, for sure. But we're both Taurus moons, we're both Scorpio risings, and we both have our Chiron and Virgo. And I'm like, oh! like, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. Whatever. Anyways, recognize what kind of relationship are you dealing with? The second is to reflect. So during this relationship, as I just reflected on me and my sister's relationship, you want to look at what your fears were your limitations, your triggers, where you're wounded. And when you're looking at this person and the role that they played in your life when you were with them, what void did you feel like you needed them to fill? Because attachment serves the ego. Attachment 
seeks to fill voids. Attachment is telling us that there is something that we're lacking. We are not whole by ourselves and we do not have within us everything we need to survive. And so we seek that and those qualities that we're looking for in another person. And now at this point, after you've I've identified that through reflection, it's time to rebuild. So you're going to want to affirm yourself. Tell yourself that you have safety. You are in a loving environment. You are open to learning. You are open to embracing yourself as you are. Then you guys already know this is my favorite thing in the world, sacred self-care and self-love. You know, you have to, at this point, unconditionally love your body, love your spirit, because this brings about compassion. So the fact that you do have wounds from these relationships and you do have issues that you need to work on, the fact that you have those, you need to now have the compassion and unconditional love to love yourself whole. You know, like you are enough. You don't have voids because you are enough. You don't need your twin flame to be anything for you because you are enough. So you might want to practice embracing solitude. I can honestly say that I (laughs) I love solitude. And not because I'm a Taurus moon. It's just because I have found an immense amount of healing in solitude. And it has really pushed forward my ability to love myself. Because I know that I can be self-reliant because I am enough. And when a person comes into my life, then I know that they don't have to fill any voids for me. They can be completely and wholly themselves and I can love them for who they are because I love me for who I am. The law of attraction calls us at this point to set this person free so that you in turn can set yourself free. So here is your surprise. Um, I am going to be doing a guided meditation for self-love because I think it fits both of the healing processes for trauma bonds and twin flame relationships that are just like turn toxic. And I would love for you guys to stay on and to journey through this meditation with me because I'm super excited for it and I hope to do more of these. So... Let's begin. Welcome to the self-acceptance guided meditation. Find a quiet place and get comfortable. You should sit or lay down in a position you can maintain comfortably for the duration of this meditation. Now that you're in position, 
take a deep breath in and count to five. Now exhale to the count of five. Inhale again and count to five. Now exhaling. Inhaling again. And exhaling. Allow your eyes to flutter closed and feel your body melting into the ground as you relax into the floor. Shift your focus to the point above your head and imagine that there is a warm, steady stream of sunlight flowing directly into your body. As it enters, you can feel it cleansing your body, wiping any tension you have clean. Imagine that sunlight as it travels throughout your body all the way to your toes. As it flows through you, it leaves you with a sense of ease. The sunlight fills your body and with it comes the dissolution of tension and discomfort. Now the sunlight is traveling back up your body, moving from your legs to your waist and into your chest. It spreads to your shoulders, tingling into your arms, hands, and fingers. As it moves back into your neck, throat, face, and head, you can feel all tension disappear. You are now enveloped in this sunlight and it has brought with it comfort, warmth, and calm. Take a moment to sit with that feeling. Continue to inhale to the count of five. Now exhale. Inhaling deeply and exhaling deeply. Shift your focus back to the point above your head and imagine that there is a steady stream of sunlight flowing directly into your body except this time that sunlight is love and self-acceptance. As it enters through the top of your head and radiates down to your toes, you can feel it cleansing your body, wiping any tension you have clean. Imagine that love and self-acceptance as it travels throughout your body, all the way to your toes. As it flows through you, 
it leaves you with a sense of ease. The love and self-acceptance fill your body and with it comes the dissolution of tension and discomfort. Now the love and self-acceptance are traveling back up your body, moving from your legs to your waist and into your chest. Love and self-acceptance spread to your shoulders, tingling into your arms, hands, and fingers. As they move back into your neck, throat, face, and head, you can feel all the tension disappear. You are now enveloped in this love and self-acceptance, and they have brought with it comfort, warmth, and calm. Revel in this feeling. Take a moment to enjoy it. Let that love and self-acceptance wash over you. You are an incredible person just the way you are. You do not need to be or do anything more than you are doing now. You are worthy of love as you are now. You must receive all of the love that you deserve. I want you to accept love and self-acceptance. Revel in it unconditionally. You deserve tenderness and you deserve grace. Shift your focus back to the soft sound of your breath as it whispers in and out. Relax into your breathing and release any residual tension you may feel. Now inhale to the count of five. Exhale to the count of five. Inhaling again. Now exhaling. 
Picture yourself standing in the middle of a soft green field. You are safe and you are alone. You can feel the touch of the blades of grass between your toes. You can smell the earth and plant life all around you. The air around you surrounds you in warmth as a light breeze stirs through the field. With every breath you take, feel your chest fill with air and your belly expand. With every breath you exhale, you relax deeper into a state of self-acceptance and love. As you focus on your breathing, you can feel the weather change slightly. It's still warm and welcoming, but droplets of cool, refreshing rainfall. As those drops meet your skin, you allow your head to fall back, arms outstretched, sinking deeper into self-acceptance as you accept the rain. As you feel each drop land, allow yourself to hear these words of self-acceptance and repeat after me. I am incredible. My body is a miracle. I love myself. I love my desires. I love and accept my mistakes. I honor my body. I love my laugh. I love my kindness. I love my darkest parts as much as I love my lightest parts. I love everything I have to offer. You constantly evolve throughout this life. You shed old habits, characteristics, and attitudes when they no longer serve you. You are a beautiful work in progress. You are now soaked in rain. Every drop is an act of love and self-acceptance. You deserve every word. You are worthy of every drop just as you are. In your own time, when you feel prepared to return to your day, you can open your eyes gently. Take a moment to stretch before you get up. I want you to remember the feelings you experienced here. I want you to hold onto the love and self-acceptance you experienced and keep hold of it as you finish the day.